It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The NBA draft lottery is just days away, a day that could change the fate of the Thunder organization. We roll on with our NBA draft profile previews of all the potential picks for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. Today's prospect is Jaden Springer out of the University of Tennessee. What can we expect from his NBA career and in what range should he be drafted in? We'll talk about all that and more on today's show, Locked on Thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thunderpod. Email the show, Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Locker Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. Go download the Locker Room app and add me over there at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S for a live hangout every single week on Locker Room, the first social audio platform. We're going to dive into yet another NBA draft profile, this time with Jaden Springer of the University of Tennessee. Jaden Springer is a very interesting option for the Thunder, but will the Thunder have a pick within his range? That's something that we have to talk about coming up, but... We'll start the way we always do with our prospect overview. And the fact is, Jaden Springer is 6'4", 204 pounds. As we're not at that combine point yet, we do not have the official wingspan. If you, if you listen to our show last week with Richard Stamen, you'll know how important the combine is, especially for these measurables. So no wingspan just yet for Jaden Springer. He's 18 years old at the University of Tennessee. And for me, the overview statement around Jaden Springer is this is a guy who you're going to fall in love with. It doesn't matter what you think of his game at this moment. If he plays in Oklahoma City, if he puts on a Thunder uniform, and if he is playing here five, six, seven, eight years, and even beyond that, this is going to be a top-selling jersey. This is going to be a top guy, a fan favorite. This is going to be somebody that this city specifically rallies around. So what are the strengths to Jaden Springer's game? Well, first of all, he's a great defender, and that's what leaps off the page for him. We talk about how in the lottery you're looking for that elite trait. What is something that we can build around with this prospect when looking at how he develops in the NBA? Well, for Jaden Springer, it's the defense because not only is he a great on-ball defender and a very smart on-ball defender, he he can alter shots and affect jump shots and shots at the rim without fouling. He's that kind of... Uh, smart and athletic enough to stay in front 
without fouling and using his hands too much. He's a very good shot alterer at all phases of the floor, but he's also a really good off-ball defender and understands defensive schemes. And in college, that's a big deal because in college you run a lot more zone. You have a lot more shells defensively that you're switching in and out of. It's almost possession by possession. Some coaches get really fancy and run a hybrid of a man concept and his own concept together in college. You're seeing all these different things, and for him to be able to handle that at the level that he did in one season in college was a big deal. And also you could see him getting his teammates in line, getting them and pointing out their switches, pointing out their rotations, pointing out all those things to them while being on top of his rotations on his in his own right. That allowed him to take his defense to the next level and become a great defender. And his ability to fight through screens was impressive, and it was something that I think is going to be translatable to the next level. It's, it's purely effort-based at that point, and he gives that effort defensively. In these previews, we've already said it about multiple guys, but here's a prospect yet again uh, that you feel comfortable putting on the floor defensively day one and going up against defensive uh, assignments in the at the NBA level and going up against uh, these NBA athletes, and that can hold his own against these NBA playmakers. And so often you see rookies battle a learning curve, not only offensively, but defensively, because some of the schemes are so complex that they can't really grasp it yet and play good off-ball defense. This is a guy I think that can handle it. I think he can handle it from day one and be really in tuned and be a really good defender both on and off-ball from the moment he steps on the NBA floor. That's very encouraging to already have that one trait in your bag whenever you're going into your first year as young as he is. And as you can imagine, with someone who has that kind of force and that kind of impact defensively, he has the intangibles. He has the heart. He has the hustle. He has the impact. He's going to get you floor burns. He's going to get you the dirty plays, save balls, dive for loose balls. He's going to do everything in his power to gain possessions for you. And that's the name of the game, really, is getting more possessions than the other team and being able to stop possessions for the other team. And really, that helps your team in a big way. He's going to do all of those things. And he, while playing hard, while playing fast, while playing with such hustle uh, that is almost unparalleled, you will not see very many guys hustle the way that Jaden Springer will every single possession. That will put him again in a tier of his own, even from day one of his NBA career. While he does all of that, though, again, going back to the not fouling thing, he plays calm, he plays collected, he plays under control. At a young age, mixed with how hard he plays, that's very very hard to do. Offensively, I think he's a great driver at the rim and that he's able to use his entire body while being under control. Going back to that control aspect of it, what I mean by that is that whenever he's driving to the rim, not only does he have the strength to finish through contact, he has the touch around the rim to not only rely on overpowering bodies at the rim. He also is very smart with his angles and his approach to the rim whenever he's sealing off his body and sealing off the ball and able to get a clean look at the rim. I love the way that he drives and finishes. He's a good enough playmaker. I don't think he's a point guard. I think he has really good vision and understands everyone's job on the play. And since he does understand everyone's role and everyone's job on every single play, that vision allows him to set his teammates up better. But that is very heavily relying on his teammates doing the right thing every single play. I do not think he's a great creator. I think he's a great executor. If you implement a play, I can promise you Jaden Springer will run that play right 10 times out of 10. Now, can he improvise off of that play? I'm not so sure that that's a part of his game. I'm not so sure that that's an area in which he can thrive, and that's why I do not see him being a true point guard at the next level. I would understand some questions about his jump shot, 
but he is a great free throw shooter, shoots above 80% from the line. In a smaller sample size, he shoots 40% on the catch and shoot threes, which is what you're primarily going to ask from him, especially next to Shea, who's going to be a lead at the drive and kick with him. So when you take his catch and shoot threes and you take his uh, free throw percentage, that really uh, bodes well for extrapolating better results from beyond the arc throughout his NBA career and throughout his basketball career. I feel confident that the jump shot will come with time. Another great strength for, for Jaden Springer is that he played well next to Keon Johnson. And that's a big deal to already play with another lottery potential player. Because whenever you talk about Keon Johnson, you're talking about a guy that I have six on my big board. And that's not far ahead where others have him. He's anywhere between six, eight, nine. He's somewhere in the top 10. To play next to that level athlete in college and then not to shy away and not let that affect your game and still execute the way that you wanted to and still fulfill the projections that you had is telling for what he can do next to NBA level competition. He's not going to be a guy that has to have the ball in his hands. He can play well with others, so to say. He can play off ball. He can play on ball and he can find his fit. And whenever you're looking to draft a player and add him to your core, you have to wonder how he fits next to certain players and how he'll fit in your long-term plans. Well, whenever you have a guy like SGA who can do the same thing, and now Jaden Springer, for example, uh, you'd have two guys who, no matter what the circumstances around them are, they're going to find their ways to be efficient and to execute at a high level. When you get two guys like this in the same team, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, who are not surrounded by other draft prospects, there's only one other Tennessee player in this year's draft, and Pons is not supposed to even go in the second round on some mock draft. So that tells you the competition and the talent that was at Tennessee. It was not like he was playing off of five other NBA talents and so like they all could create space for each other. It was the Springer and Johnson show. And sure, I'd rather have Keon Johnson, but it's not like Jaden Springer just fell completely to the background and, and kind of shied away from that big spot. They each played well off of each other, and that is a compliment to each of them. But when you draft a guy like Jaden Springer, what you're banking on for sure is his defense and his hustle. Anything else beyond that is something that you have to develop and something that you have to hope for. But his defense and his hustle is going to be a grade A guarantee for what he can do at the next level. And at that point, you have to ask yourself, is that enough to warrant being drafted in the lottery or being drafted at the top of this draft? We'll get into Jaden Springer's weaknesses and his availability coming up. But first, I want to say right now, about our good friends over at Indeed. Indeed.com is incredible. You're the hiring expert for your company. And what you really need is making your short list of qualified candidates easier. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview. All on Indeed. Get your qualified short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster, only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you your qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately and Indeed skill tests that on average reduce hiring times by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skill tests and add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applicants that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than any other job site combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now for a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post on Indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 job credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com 
slash locked offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. I want to say right now, but our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors that are always in stock, plus the occasional limited time only flavors. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you do not know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out because they have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. My favorite Built Bar flavor is the peanut butter brownie option. It is to die for. It is incredible. But if you do not have a favorite flavor yet, if you have not tried them, go ahead and try them all. Get yourself a mixed box. The mixed box will give you two of each flavor of the nine flavors. You can try them all and then reorder the one you love the most. Again, my favorite is the peanut butter brownie option. Try that one out for sure. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. So try it out today. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with that 100% chocolate on the outside. It is great pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement. Try it out today at BuiltBar.com. When you go there, use our code LOCKED15. That's our promo code LOCKED15. It'll get you 15% off your next order. LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Calm. Try that out today. Now, back to the prospect profile here on Locked on Thunder. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. We've done the strengths. Now, let's do the weaknesses. So, the problem is, even as we rave and rant about his defense and his hustle and his heart, I'm not so sure that he can defend just anybody in a man-to-man setting long-term besides guards. That limits his ability to switch. And as we've seen throughout the last couple of postseasons, switching is a premium in this year's NBA and in this decade's NBA and in this modern era of the NBA. So not being able to switch off of guards will hinder his ability a bit. But since he's so smart and intelligent off ball, you have to wonder if that can Uh, eventually lead to him playing the passing lanes extremely well at the NBA level and him being able to get away with being matched up with guys who are just simply more athletic than he is. While he'll give you great defense against your guards, I'm not sure what he'll do against forwards and how much success that he will find against forwards and, God forbid, big men if he's ever switched on one of those. So it's going to be interesting to see how that balances out because he is going to be really good defensively. It's just he can't switch all that well, and that's a pretty big deal in the modern NBA. Now, we, again, talked about the signs that were positive for his jump shot. One thing that's very negative is his mechanics, and it's a lot harder to switch mechanics than just to wait for a guy to progress from beyond the arc. Whenever you have those that, the, those data points of the free throw percentage and his catch-and-shoot numbers, it's a lot easier to wait for the process to, to catch up to the results more so than changing the process to get results. And his jump shot has to get quicker because it is way too slow to be successful at the NBA level. And so when you talk about a guy like SGA, who is elite at creating for others and driving and kicking, by the time that he drives and gets that gravity onto him, if it's Jaden Springer's guy who leaves Jaden Springer, right, and he goes and attacks SGA when SGA drives, he can feel comfortable getting deeper and deeper in on SGA because he knows by the time SGA kicks that ball out to Springer, and Springer loads up his shot, 
he can already get back and close out on Springer while defending SGA. So like it, it, it hinders two different parties here with how slow that jump shot is. Now, when the NBA becomes your job and you have all the different coaches that the NBA can provide for you and that an organization can provide for you, this seems like a relatively easy fix. But jump shots are about comfortability. And can you find a comfortable, happy medium where he's still comfortable and does not feel rushed, but his time is sped up to not get blocked every single time? It's going to be a happy medium between those two things for Jaden Springer because whenever you whenever you put a long, lengthy NBA body on Jaden Springer at the pace that he shoots the ball now, it's not exactly a recipe for success whenever he gets the ball. Right now, I also think that his offensive game as a whole is too predictable, and it creates a problem for, again, his teammates, because if you do kick it out to him and he does not shoot, if he puts the ball on the deck 99.99% of the time, he's going to go straight in a straight line to the basket and take a layup. And so the fact that he does not have that pull-up jumper, he does not have that step-back jumper, he doesn't have a floater necessarily, he doesn't have anything else in his repertoire besides getting to the rim and attacking the rim in a straight line, no Euro step, nothing, no spin off that drive, nothing. And, and not a particularly great passing ability either to pass out to his teammates. The fact that it's very limited, again, creates problems. Because if I know you're either going to shoot the kick out or you're going to drive... I then can trust myself and my teammates enough to where I can just go full force in running you off the three-point line, not give up the three, and then have my defense rotate and pick you up in the low block because you're going to drive. That's all you know how to do. Comparatively to another prospect, Jalen Green, Jalen Green is able to attack the rim and then all of a sudden take take a step back out of nowhere in the mid-range. And so that throws off defenses that way. Jaden Springer right now does not have that in his arsenal. Again, he's 18. That can develop easily. He can find those moves easily as he continues to work on his game. But right now, he's very predictable. There are a few questions about his frame. Let's let the combine measurables come out first before we start doing those question marks. And again, if there are questions and if his measurables are not where you want them to be, he's 18 years old. And so let's let's give him the fair shake of projecting him getting a better frame within an NBA weight room. So even that weakness, I'm not so uh, bothered by. But the predictability and the slow shot really do have me concerned because even the switchability defensively, sure, you might, be, you might not be able to take on most threes and especially not any fours or fives, but if you're great at defending one and two, your switchability matters less and less, especially for a guy who can hustle and who can fight through screens to where uh, teams cannot exploit that necessarily. If he can fight through screens and get back on his man after being screened at the ability that he could in college, if that can translate to the NBA, then it's even less of a concern that he cannot switch three through five. But fixing his jump shot and then adding weapons to his arsenal, those are two key things that have to be addressed at the NBA level. So coming up, we're going to talk about where is Jaden Springer going in mock drafts and big boards? Where is his availability going to be? His ceiling and his floor at the NBA level NBA comps, and then how does Jaden Springer fit with the Thunder? What's his future role with the Thunder, his rotational fit with the Thunder? How does he impact this roster, and how does he impact the decision-making this offseason? Why the Thunder should take Jaden Springer, and why the Thunder should stay away from Jaden Springer. But hearing the overview, hearing the strengths and weaknesses, what do you think of Jaden Springer? Is this somebody that you would want to draft at the NBA draft here at the end of July? 
Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Now, I want to say right now, my good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all of this news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. Use our code locked on. Our code locked on at betonline.ag will get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. We're talking about Jaden Springer. Where is he going to be available come the end of July? Well, The Ringer has him at 22, ESPN at 29, The Athletic at 22, Bleacher Report at 23, CBS at 29, sheesh, NBC at 15, DraftNet at 20, Tankathon at 22, and then I have him on my big board at 12. So Jaden Springer's our first real polarizing prospect that kind of flies all over the board. You see him as low as 29 uh, by CBS and ESPN, and you see him as high as 12 on my board, NBC the closest to me at 15. Ultimately, I understand the skepticism from these publications and why he's a lot lower than 12 for their boards. For me, I like that he has an elite trait to fall back on at the NBA level. For the Thunder specifically, though, We'll get into how he fits in Oklahoma City. But for the entire NBA, just as an NBA prospect, I have him at 12. Now his ceiling and his floor. His ceiling is a high IQ elite defender who's a solid two or three option offensively, a hustle player that makes high impact plays. His floor is the guard version of Nick Collison. And to me, that's the NBA comp, is is the guard version of Nick Collison. Now he could become a a, a Malcolm Brogdon type of player, uh, but more likely going to be a Nick Collison type of player for his NBA career because so much has to go right 
for him to become that second option or third option offensively, that it's almost unrealistic to put that pressure on him to fulfill that ceiling. But that's why they call it a ceiling, folks. It's, it's up there. Uh, but I think that at the very least, you're going to draft a guy who's going to be an NBA veteran for a long, 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 long time and make winning plays and impact winning in a big way as a role player. And those players in the margins are how you win championships. It's how you get to that next step. Think about those Thunder teams in the past that did not have the role players necessary to win championships, but they had the star power. You also need to find star power, but you also need to find role players. It's a, it's a, it's a delicate dance of finding the two. And for me, I see Jaden Springer and I see at least a role player, if not much more. I see a guy that's going to be in the league for 15 years, making high impact winning plays. That is, of course, if health is on his side, which there's no reason to believe right now it won't be. So what if the Thunder take him? Well, for the future, I see him for the Thunder being a kind of a third at best, fourth option uh, for this team. Might sneak into an all-star game at the end of his career, kind of the Mike Conley mold, where Mike Conley is well-respected, uh, but didn't get in until a lot of things happened for him this year. Remember remember all the bricks that went his way this year to get into the all-star game. Uh, while he's regarded as an all-star level player and a player that you really want to have on your team, he just never really got the accolades necessary in that realm. That's kind of the mold for Jaden Springer. And again, I think that if he's in it, Oklahoma City specifically, Jaden Springer is, he sells a ton of jerseys because you watch him for one season, you're going to fall in love with his passion, his hustle, and everything in between. I think in the future for the rotation, he'll be a bench player to start this year, probably a starter by the All-Star break, and then a starter long-term beyond that. I think that he's a shooting guard exclusively moving forward for the NBA at the NBA level and that he's going to be pegged into that shooting guard role, and that's where you get your or one of your red flags for him with the Thunder. The lack of versatility really hurts him, especially with the new trend for the Thunder and their front office and their coaching staff. So why the Thunder should take him is that the fan base is going to fall in love with this guy because he's scrappy, he's gritty, he's gutty, he's an incredible hustle player. He's got a very, very, very high floor, although he does have a relatively low ceiling. So why the Thunder shouldn't take him is that there's nothing about his game that screams number two option next to Shea. And whenever you're looking at Shea long-term and the timeline on this thing with Shea in Oklahoma City, you really need to find someone like that in this year's draft. And also, I'm not really sure he'll be in the range of the Thunder, right? Unless the Thunder get Miami's pick and then you have Springer fall to 18, you shouldn't take Springer at eight. You shouldn't take Springer at seven. You certainly should not take him at six, five, four, three, two, or one. So it, you only have like a fraction of a percent chance that everything works your way to get him where you get Miami's pick at 18 and then he falls to 18. Now you could trade it from 18 into like pick 15 or, or into pick 13 or 12 to get Springer. But is he really worth that equity? I'm not quite sure. To me, Jaden Springer is the ultimate take it or leave it player. If the Thunder do draft him, Looking forward to it, looking forward to his season, looking forward to how he progresses, and there's a lot of positive signs. If the Thunder do not draft him, you shrug your shoulders and move on and, and celebrate those that you do have because it's not as though Jaden Springer will necessarily be the missing piece, at least popping on paper right now. On July 29th, whenever the draft is over, Jaden Springer will not be the highlighted, coveted, you know, poster child of the draft, but he can be a very good piece. He's not the piece that we're going to be celebrating for the first 10 minutes of the show on July 30th, but he's also not going to be the last 10 minutes. So he's the ultimate take or leave it player for this draft and for the Thunder. 
So let me know your takes on Jaden Springer on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for more NBA draft content. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.